like a fetish club for your ears. Grab a hot drink and turn down the lights. Coming across the airwaves and into bedrooms everywhere, BDSM United is bringing you non-violent, consensual kink education. This isn't for the kiddos or for the cookie-cutter conservative vanilla prudes. We'll be talking bondage, discipline, dominance, submission, sadomasochism, and more today on this BDSM United podcast. I'm Primal Piggy. Thanks for joining me for another BDSM United podcast. Vetting a new partner is something we've lost as a society. Not just in the BDSM community. We see all the time a person ends one relationship uh, and next week or less they be chest deep in a new relationship and all of the sudden, deeply in love. So what is vetting, and why is it so important? According to the dictionary, the definition is to appraise, to verify, or to check for accuracy, authenticity, and validity. In the vetting process, you do so much more than a quick rundown just to see if your kinks match and that you're compatible, although that is a part of the process. You make sure that you can trust this person with your life. Remember, a lot of the things that we do and we enjoy are risky, and so and some of them are even against the laws of the jurisdiction where you may live. So you definitely want to be able to trust the person for safety-wise and trust them that they're not going to, after the fact, decide that um, the things that you did were not consensual or were abusive and just, you know, uh, turn you into the authorities. And so many times it's just overlooked as an unnecessary step when it is vital. In our opinion, it's the most important step in a relationship, especially a BDSM-oriented relationship. It's important to realize you aren't in a dynamic until you can both honestly say that you can trust each other with your life. It's okay to agree to be exclusive or even agree to be in a relationship of sorts, but not a power exchange relationship dynamic. To enter such a dynamic, you need to know each other inside and out. You need to know everything you can about each other. Both the dominant and the submissive need to know they can trust the other with their life. And and we keep saying that, but it is really important. It's also important to realize that vetting isn't something that you should rush. Most relationships these days start out, at least in part, online. You should give yourself at least a couple of weeks before agreeing to meet in person. This will give you time to ask a lot of questions, even repeat some of the same questions to see if it's answered the same or if there's a possibility of deceit on their part. And it's not always that someone is trying to deceive you intentionally. 
a lot of the times it's just people are trying to impress you. And oftentimes they'll change their answers because they're trying to impress. Even after the first time you meet in person, in real life, we wouldn't say that vetting has ended. So how long should it last? Well, think of it this way. When you start a new job, it normally comes with something like a 90-day probationary grace period before they hire you on full-time. If you think of it like that, then you will lessen your chances of ending up as another number on the statistics chart. We often don't want, we all, none of us want to end up on the chart in the police station of the number of homicides in our area. So definitely be safe. Take some time. Make sure that the person that you are potentially entering into a relationship with or play or potentially going to play with that they are authentic and you know and that they're safe and that they're not a killer in disguise to the best of your ability giving you yourself and your partner that kind of time will allow you to see each other in various situations to seek clarity about red flags that come up. You'll see flaws and how they handle stress and how they handle disagreements. You'll both have plenty of time to discuss both kink and what you need outside of scenes, outside of the bedroom too. Before you even get to the kinky stuff, there are some vanilla things that you need to know about each other. I know it's easy to get wrapped up in the kink side of this BDSM lifestyle and forget we have basic needs that need to be met too. If we don't mesh well outside of the bedroom or outside of scenes, all the kink in the world won't make for a lasting relationship. We may want to just be play partners or occasional play partners. That's fine. Ask if they have physical illness or limitations, not because you're trying to judge them, but you want to know uh, what modifications you may need to make. And if you're comfortable making those kinds of modifications, ask if they have mental health issues or past trauma that affects them emotionally. Not only do you need to know these things before a scene, you need to know up front if you're ready for any challenges that these will have in the relationship. You don't have to be cruel, and you don't have to share very, very private things with very new people, but you should open up progressively. You should let people know if there's anything that would potentially be a relationship deal breaker, you know, kind of up front. You don't have to be cruel, but it's best to be honest and walk away up front. If there's something that you just can't deal with or just don't want to, it wouldn't be fair to you or your potential partner to get deep in the relationship only to walk away later on because you later realize that you've never been comfortable with a limitation that they may have. Be completely honest with them and yourself if you have even the slightest reservation. 
If they have a history of mental illness or past trauma, ask what triggers they have. Ask what they've done to try and manage it and ask what you can do potentially to help. Trying to remember just because you can't see a disability doesn't make it any less real. If you can't look at them with compassion and kindness uh, in helping them cope and grow, then you really have no business sticking around. You can do far more harm than good. Don't be that person that tries to beat mental illness out of someone's head. You really aren't helping. Besides the uh, modifications and limitations or any kinds of disabilities that we may have, what are their hobbies? What are their childhood likes? Or what was their childhood like? What are their political views? Maybe touch on the hottest political topics of the day just to see how they respond and see if you feel comfortable about their response. What's their views on child rearing? Do they want or already have children? Remember, sexual activity oftentimes can uh, can produce children, uh, even if we don't, even if we're not trying, or even if it's not intentional. If you have children, can they handle that? If you or they already have children, what role will each of you play in the children's lives? Because oftentimes BDSM, again, isn't just the kick that happens in the bedroom. It's a relationship. A relationship dynamic is a relationship, and you may come in contact with family members uh, in vanilla settings, of course. And, uh, you know, what kind of role do you think they'll play? Do they have an income? If not, what's the circumstances behind behind it? How do they make money? Um, if they work, what do they do? Do they like their job? If not, where do they want to be in order to be happy? It would be troubling to enter into a relationship dynamic with someone local who is looking for a job overseas or looking uh, or is in the military and is stationed here now, but to be deployed anywhere around the world. And maybe you're not in a position to want to move if they should move. Um, do they like their job? If not, where do they want to be in order to be happy? And what plan do they have in place to get there? Perhaps your relationship is part of a stepping stone, part of a process in our life. Perhaps your relationship is somewhat temporary as you help them grow, help them attain their goals, and together you work towards that. And that is the basis of your relationship. Do, you, do, you, do they have transportation? What's their living situation? What education do they have? Are they planning on furthering their education? Do they have uh, food, pets, drugs, or other kinds of allergies. What should you do in the event of a reaction? I know my submissive has a couple different types of foods that um, that she can't have, and it's good for me to know because that way I don't feed her. I don't put those things in the meals that I'm preparing, or when I take her out to eat, I accommodate by going to restaurants that have that have things that don't have those things in it. What's their biggest pet peeve? What really bugs them? 
What's their goal in life? What plan do they have in place to get there? Do they drink? Do they do drugs recreationally or socially or otherwise? If so, how often, how much are you comfortable with that? What do other people say they're like when they're drunk or they're high? If they don't right now, have they ever been diagnosed as an addict? If so, what do they do to keep from having a relapse if that's a condition or a problem in, in their past? So now that you've got some understanding as of what kinds of questions to ask and and who this person is, you can move on to find out more about their kinky lifestyle. I'm not saying that you have to do these steps in order, but be sure that you're at least willing to discuss life outside of the bedroom, outside of scenes, outside of play parties and dungeons and munches. And, and, uh, and you're not trying to keep the conversation all kink all the time if you are, in fact, looking for an in-real-life, real relationship not just kinky play partners. If all they want to talk about is kink, you need to see this as a possible red flag and move on because there's far more to life and relationships than just sex and just impact play or wax play or any kind of play. Remember, you set the price for your commitment to a relationship. Don't let anyone manipulate you into selling yourself for far less than what you're worth. Let me repeat that. Remember, you set the price for your commitment to a relationship. So don't let anyone manipulate you into selling yourself for far less than what you're worth. In part two of this, we'll talk about some of those kink questions to ask in vetting. I'm Primal Piggy. Thank you for joining me for this BDSM United podcast. You can find all of our resources at www.bdsmunited.com. And it was a joy speaking with you, and I'll talk with you again soon.